Without further ado! That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. Tried that again. Absolutely not. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by my former colleague and current peer over at the Ringer Gambling Podcast. It is the one, the only Raheem Palmer back for his first appearance on Buckets since he left for greener pastures. Ra, how are you doing, my man? Life is good. I've just been out here in the desert. Um, you know, I've been out here for almost a month, minus the four days I went back to Philly. So, you know, just gearing up for the NBA season. We're doing well in NFL. So life is good. How about you? I'm hanging in. I'm hanging in. I'm still getting over COVID. Having a good NFL season. Not as good as you. Uh, not not as good as you. You can still follow Ra's picks in the Action Network app, the award-winning app that helps you track your picks, get up to the second information on where the bets and money are coming in on as well as get up to the second information on everything you need to know to bet and get great stuff and content in there like this podcast, all of our video stuff, our daily show, Green Dot Daily, that says the betting agenda for the day is in there, uh, as well as you can catch stuff like Brandon Anderson's weekly column where he breaks down every single game, pass, lean, or bet. Brandon had himself a phenomenal NFL weekend last weekend. Raw's been on a hot tear. Make sure you check it out in the Action Network app. Uh, on today's show. This is the How to Bet NBA preseason show. That's right. This is for the purest of you degenerates out there. Just for the for those of you that cannot help yourselves. Although I will say uh, there are opportunities in these preseason spots, you know, regardless of sport, that I think are actually meaningful, even if the limits are going to be lower. If you if you just really want to bet these spots, I think there actually are some mechanisms. Ron, I'm going to talk about that as well as Ron's going to give us a little bit of insight uh, into some of his futures that he likes this season. Make sure to check Raheem Palmer over at the Ringer Gambling Podcast. So, Ra, glad to have you back. Uh, let's start. I'm really glad to have somebody on that's not going to constantly be looking for plus 3,500. Um, so that, that's, <laughs> Shout good. To Brandon. that's good. Shout <laughs> out to Brandon. Uh, so let's start here. NBA preseason gets kickstarted on Friday. There is a 4 a.m. Uh, mountain time contest uh, from during the – Tokyo games. So Warriors and Wizards. We're not going to talk individual games because I don't have lines yet. And so I'm not going to talk about individual games. I did want to get a sense from you, though, of you bet NFL preseason and you did really well there. You bet NBA preseason before. What are the things that you're looking for when you are trying to find a spot to bet NBA preseason? I think the first thing that I'm looking for is I'm looking for deep teams and teams who have vet veteran guys coming off the bench. So you take a team like the Los Angeles Clippers. So I give you example last year, you know, they had Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, Amir Coffey coming off the bench against the Nuggets young players. And, you know, you could bet that pregame, but then you could bet that live and you're at a, a you have a huge advantage in spots like that. So like you're looking at, those teams who have deeper veterans who are just coming off the bench and they're playing them against, you know, the opposing teams, young guys, you're, you're really in a good position. Um, you know, you could say the same for, you know, it was a team like the Celtics last year. Like they had Langford, Tanner, Neesmith, Pritchard, and Jay Rich coming off the bench against, you know, the Magic's third best team. So I'm looking for spots like that live. I think you could also look to underdogs. Like when you look at, I think Joe Dallara actually wrote an article at the Action Network last year where he talked about how well underdogs perform. 
And I think, you know, just last year, I think I think if you include everything, I think it was 90 and 67, about 57 percent. So you really want to look for underdogs because, I mean, look, laying points in the preseason isn't the best. And then I also think you can kind of look towards certain coaches. There are certain coaches who care more about preseason. So that's some of the things that I'm looking for. Yeah, so you touched on a number of things I think they're interesting in there. So some of this does require a real like you need to, to follow the, the news and the information. And if you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you're on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, you will be able to catch little pieces from whatever the team is, like find their beat writers, track them down on Twitter and get a sense for if the coach has said something in the recent days about what the expectation is for a game, whether it's, yeah, you know, we're going to play Dame first quarter probably, and that's going to be it. Or yeah, you know, we're going to try and get Dame a good run here, probably 24 minutes. Uh, going into this thing and that helps you see because if they if it's the opposite and it's like you know um we're probably gonna go light he'll play a few minutes first uh quarter and probably second quarter but i want to get a look at some of the deeper guys some of the the other guys you can then evaluate based off of you know where those guys are at and like look if you we also hit us on twitter i think that's a fair thing you can ask me on twitter about kind of an estimation of the back end of these rotations the biggest thing I kind of look at is how many NBA players do you have? And when my, by that, I kind of define it as in three years, how many of these guys that the end of the bench are, or, you know, basically eight through 15, how many of those guys are still going to be in the league in three years? Right. I think a good spot, like I don't, it it seems too obvious and this is probably gonna get baked in because they're such a, a hype team in terms of their depth. But like the Clippers are the easiest example here. Just you go down the, the roster one through 15, and you're not going to find a guy that you're like, oh, I don't know if he's an NBA player. Like all of their dudes, even their exhibit tens are likely to be pretty good. And they're going to want to get some of those guys minutes. Like maybe Nick Batum doesn't play, but like Norman Powell's going for, he, he's made it clear he wants the starting shooting guard spot and it's not confirmed for him. So like, that's a good thing to look at. Like, all right, if Norman Powell isn't, you know, it, it, if you're playing props, I think Norman Powell props are one to look at. But also, like if Norman Powell's not starting, he's probably going to try and, you know, actually put some effort in to try and prove that he deserves that starting two guard spot. Um, On the other hand, I think you look at some of these teams that are definitely trying out, trying out guys. Um, OKC, I think, is one. San Antonio is obviously one. There's a couple of these teams. And honestly, it goes the other way, too, where there are teams. I think Atlanta might be a little bit of this one. They got a bunch of young guys that aren't necessarily and then it's like a bunch of young guys and then fringe kind of borderline because they have their rotation like they know who their nine man is yeah and so those are the spots my question for you is do you think there's better value pre-game on those kind of bets or live like we always talk about how if you're bet live betting a game you got to be watching it so you got to get a sense for it but if the starters roll out and you know the starters are down early, but you know that team's deep, is that the kind of spot that you're looking for to bet it live? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, like, I've had so many of those spots last year. It's almost unfair that they allow you to bet live. You know, I've seen teams go up 10 points and then, like, empty their bench. And I like the way you worded it. You're looking for teams with NBA players because some of these guys are just not NBA players at all. So, and and you'll see it like very clearly in some of these fourth quarters where, you know, they empty the benches and then, you know, the game completely turns on his head. So I'm definitely looking for spots like that live. I think that's probably your biggest edge when it comes to preseason. But I do think, you know, there are certain teams where maybe you want to get out of ahead of it and actually play the pregame. So I think it's a pick and choose thing. And it's a matter of really just putting the work in and, and watching these games night in and night out. 
Yeah, I, I think one of the things that's going to be that's interesting in these spots is the books. We've seen this before, right? Where mm-hmm. a, if it's a if it's a highly power rated team mm-hmm. in the NBA regular season, and the opponent gets off to a twenty two to six run, yeah, the books are not going to all of a sudden flip it. Like you're not going to be looking at that dog. Like the Magic are not going to suddenly be five point favorites versus the Celtics if it's twenty two six. Yeah, right. They're mm-hmm. they're weighted to those versus. I do think in preseason. If the Magic get out to a 22-6 run versus the Celtics, to me, it's like they're they're still going to have to follow some of that same process when yeah. they're putting the live bet out, but it's not the same environment at all. You know, you know, it's it's very similar to summer league. I feel like it's like summer league betting is almost it's like it's the same thing to me. How so? On a, on a lesser scale, because I, I think you're seeing some you're seeing guys who just aren't NBA players. Yeah, you're seeing guys who just are. You're going to see guys like the, the the average NBA fan has just never heard of. I do think motivation is part of this too, where if that team is a championship contender and has made multiple deep playoff runs, those yeah. are not teams that I want to bet in preseason <clears throat> because they have the least motivation at all. They're facing another long ass season. Like if you're the Miami Heat, as good as I think now, the Heat are kind of exception because I like their depth. And I like the way that their institutional structure basically mm-hmm. means that anybody they put on the floor is going to play well. So, like, I like their bench more than I like their starters. Because if you're the Heat starters, you're Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, um, Matt Bama Bio. Those guys have been to the playoffs last three seasons. They've had long playoff runs. They just made the Eastern Conference Finals. They've dealt with all these injuries. They're getting ready for another run where it's like they got to play basketball from November, from, from mid-October to hopefully June. They're hoping, probably late May. Yeah. And so if that's their hope, like, they're just not gonna. They're not gonna go out and and bust in these in these preseason games at, at any point. They'll have one game that they'll probably try and target. I will kind of one thing. There <laughs> was a related preseason note. Ra, I looked this up last year. I need to find the the actual data point. Teams that go winless in preseason almost always hit their under. Like the data, the data is like pretty consistent that if you are winless in preseason, it's a really mm-hmm. bad mark on you. Um, oh, wow, it's one of the reasons that. Michael Malone last year with the Nuggets was like, we have to win a preseason game. Like we've got to get out of this. Um, mm-hmm. I, if you, a good example of this, honestly, the Lakers were winless in 2013, that cursed season, that 2012, 13 season, wow. the going to be fun. And they were winless last year. Wow. That's good. That's really good to know. I didn't know that. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, just something to keep it in mind about how it how it goes. Um, One thing I will note is that I mean I think everybody saw CJ McCollum the other day, and I think this needs to be noted that some of these guys are playing themselves into shape. Yeah, in the preseason. So you may look at a guy like Dame or CJ or um, just any star, and you're pricing them as if they're that same star that they're going to be in a regular season, and that's not always the case. Right. And honestly, a lot of it's that they do ramp up. Like the ideal situation for an NBA player is that they ramp up slowly. They go yeah. in for they go in for runs over the summer in the pro ams. Uh, they do individual training in the month of August. They come into camp in, in early September, like before training camp officially opens. They do the open runs with the team. They do training camp, which is a little bit more rigorous in terms of the drills and practice and five on fives. They do preseason, and then they you know they kind of ramp down a little bit, and then they go back up again 
um, in the regular season. They also start slow there. So you, you want to target some of these teams that have motivation. So I, I think, again, as we look at this, the keys that are going to be depth, finding these spots of motivational, like lack of motivation. And I'll say this too. I will react a little bit more to preseason than most because I've noticed that mm-hmm. – the teams that look exceptionally good, it is a good omen. And they're basically starting off with like, they're in a good place yeah. and the vibes are good. And that investment, we always talk I on the show. I always talk about motivation being the extra factor. If you're in a good place, you want to keep that going. Like you just want to yeah. keep that going as much as possible versus like, if you're more in a, I feel like the Mavericks and you're like, yeah, we'll see. Like, should be good. We made the Western conference finals last year, but not really up or down. Not like this is the year and not like, well, it's a rebuilding season, young guys. It's right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Those are the teams, again, that I think I want to avoid. Before we get out of here, I want to get some futures from you. So give me a couple of futures that you like the best. Give me one right off the bat for us to talk about. Yeah, we're going to go with Anthony Edwards, most improved player. I think I've been giving this out for months. I think it was plus 1,000. It's down at plus 850, but I still love it. And I think the the main thing is that you have a guy who averaged 20 points last year. And in the postseason, I think he was at 25 points per game. And one of the things that when it comes to most improved player is that you're looking for a guy who can make the leap from a good player to an all-star. And I think, you know, a lot of people are looking at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Obviously, you add Rudy Gobert, and maybe he doesn't get them over the hump in the playoffs, but he does get them over the hump in the regular season. And, you know, if they win 50 games, Anthony Edwards as – the guy who's the main ball handler on the team and the main wing scorer, he's going to get a lot of credit for that. So I think he makes the leap into all-star category. And I think that gets him from the most improved player. So I really like that. Yeah. We talked a lot about him on our podcast. We did a whole, how to, how to bet most improved player. It will not surprise you that Brandon likes, he, he gave the entire list of guys that you, uh, of how strict the requirements are um, mm-hmm. in terms of being on a good team. And then he, you can just tell he's talking himself into long shot dudes, but he has, uh, we've already bet a couple of it. You can go listen to that episode for some shorter guys as well. He did bet some shorter odds. I like the Anthony Edwards bet. I think it's solid. If you expect the Wolves to be a solid top four team, I think it's possible. Like if the Nuggets are not as good, let me put it this way, a, a bet on Anthony Edwards MIP is in, in essence also tied to, you should also be betting or it's at least correlated to a Nuggets under. Um, Interesting. I didn't think about it like that. Because I think, if the Nuggets are the third seed, right, that probably bumps the Wolves down a little bit. But yeah. if the Nuggets are not as good as everyone says, or if you, Joke, Joker does suffer an injury, which he hasn't, knock on wood, um, in any of the major injury in any of these seasons, and they slide down, you know, and the Wolves are that team that makes that leap. We've been talking about the Pelicans is kind of the team that might make that jump. There's a question today. We were on one of the NBA calls for action, and somebody was talking about, should I just bet Zion for most improved right now? I, I, it's kind of the same thing with Jaw, right? Where he got Jaw was in the MVP conversation, but he won most improved. I feel like Zion's going to have an even harder road to getting most improved, despite maybe having like a better case given what he's gone through with his injury and weight issues for getting where he's at. Um, but Anthony Edwards, I do, I do think, is in a prime spot. Mm. To, I don't think it's how much more can Zion improve? I mean, you have a guy who averaged 27 points per game. Um, 60% shooting has already been an all-star. Yeah. It's like, where's the leap? I mean, right. what do you want him averaging 35 at some point? Like, it's just, that's a oh, lot for me. Pelicans fans think he can. They they think that this. I mean, if, if he makes, to me, if he makes that leap, he's an MVP category. Yeah. Kennedy. 
Would you would and I don't think the voters would ever vote a guy for most improved and MVP. It would be the yeah. wildest outcome ever. Um, give me another future that you like. Um, I'm gonna go. I think me and you've been talking about this for months, and I think almost a year now. Um, it's obviously the Los Angeles Clippers. I think this team. Look, I, you guys know how I feel about hey, Tom. What's you want the title bet? Yeah. Okay. Um, Clippers plus seven hundred to win the NBA title. I, I just think. Look, you get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George back. You have a team who was a top five defense last year, and you have a ton of depth. I mean, obviously, you have you add John Wall to that, and John Wall doesn't have to be John Wall. He just has to get the ball to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George's spots. He can come off the bench. Obviously, you got Reggie Jackson. Um, you got Norman Powell, Luke Kennard, Marcus Morris, but then you got guys like Brandon Boston Jr. who can emerge. I, I just I like this team top to bottom. And I mean, obviously, the biggest weakness is at center, but I, th- I think Zubak is sufficient. So I like this team. I think that's where the value is as far as winning the. I think they can win the West, and I think they they have a good chance of winning an NBA title. So I really like the Clippers. Most of the teams in the West, you run out to run into. Okay, but what's going to happen when they face the Warriors? Right, like the Nuggets. It's like this team could be damn good, and this team honestly, like. It was a five-game series. It was over after the first two games, but they played really well versus the Warriors once they settled down in the final three games of that series. Um, yeah. They were in that series, and they they feel like they did not – they were just so – they got hit out of the gate so hard by Golden State. They're in a much better position now. But even then, you're still like, well, I don't know. Can Denver really beat Golden State? Like, if it's – if it's they got to go on the road for games. Even if they got home court, like, they're down 3-2, and they're on the road in Golden State. Can they get that win and get back to Denver – I think you're worried about them. I think you're worried about Dallas. You're definitely worried about any of the teams out of the Southwest division. Uh, I think that the two teams that you can look at and go, they, they can do it are the Los Angeles Clippers and the Phoenix Suns. And the Phoenix Suns are a mess right now with a bunch of things yeah. going on with them. I, I'm not high on the Suns. Honestly, if there was another team that I'm really high at, I think you have to take the Denver Nuggets plus 2000. Yeah. I, I just think to me, Jokic, and I say this all the time, but I think you have to really price him as a superstar in the same way that you would from LeBron or Giannis. I mean, he's that good. I mean, we saw it the last two years. And then you you add Jamal Murray back to it. You add KCP. I think Bones is going to improve you. I I just think this team, to me, this number is going to look foolish in like towards March or, or April or May. Yeah, I bet them. I bet the Clippers. I bet the Clippers. I think I'm going to bet the Clippers again. I haven't bet them again since I got them early right after the season that was my first season bet with that clippers mm-hmm. for a big chunk their depth the ability to switch Kawhi's given Steph problems in the past you know pg is a good weapon to use against clay and honestly with clay having slipped a little bit it's like okay that, that's that's difficult if you play jordan pool they'll attack him they'll pick on guys I think more than some, I'm worried about the small ball weapons, right? I'm worried about these small ball lineups that the Clippers are going to roll out. There's been a lot of conversation about what those are going to look like. We'll see kind of how those evolve. I'd like to see what they wind up looking like. One thing I haven't really thought of enough of is against the Warriors, the Clippers could conceptually use Robert Covington as the small ball five. That might be the answer if Marcus Morris can't get it done. So that's kind of thing. Good. I, I'm biased with this Warriors team. I think they're done winning championships, but I made myself look like a fool last year. <laughs> but Ooh. I think the West is so much better this year that they're actually going to have some worthy challengers. I mean, I think so. I think I don't. I mean, I don't agree with you. They're done winning championships. I think they'll be in the mix. Yeah. I haven't bet them yet because I don't. Mm-hmm. 
I think that we'll get better value. Like Warriors under is going to be not the best bet, but it's going to be a play for me. Yeah. And if if I I have to kind of look, I will say this: if you're looking at the bet these futures, you definitely should take a look at the win total. And the reason I say that is if you look at the win total and you go, well, I don't think they're going to hit that. I think they're going to like, yeah, their numbers 52 and a half or whatever. Like the Bucks are 52 and a half. And you're like, I think the Bucs can win the title, but I don't think they're going to win 53 games. I think they're going to win 50. Okay. Well, those two numbers, their title odds and their win total are going to be tied. They're not one-to-one. Like there's exceptions like the Jazz, but they're going to be related. So they go under, that number will get longer. It is very unlikely that the the Bucs will go under their win total and their title odds will be shorter, like considerably versus like where you're at in the season. Right, because they will get shorter because they're not injured. They're still in the hunt. Like right now, yeah. that uncertainty is factored into the the number. But yeah. you'll be able to get a more certain and better EV on it later in the season if you think a team is going under. Versus if you're Brandon and I have just given all of our love to the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. And so if you're like, I think the Sixers are going to be awesome. Well, I've also bet the Sixers championship odds because if I think the Sixers are going to win 55 to 60 games their title odds have to go down. They just, they have to shorten. And then I've yeah. got either a cash out or a hedge opportunity. Uh, you got anything else or is that, is that wrap it up? Yeah, I think, I think that's what I got right now. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously like at the start of my NBA prep, but yeah. I mean, those are my favorites right now. And I, I do like that Sixers one. I think that one's really good. I think, you know, I know it's early. This is not really a future, but I like the Sixers plus four and you can sprinkle a little bit on the money line and, their opening night game against the Boston Celtics. I really liked it. Why do you like that so much now? Like we are a month away from that and B could tweak an ankle. Harden could hit the buffet. Like, I don't, I don't think Harden. I mean, I, I'm, I'm seeing Harden right now in the best shape of his life. Yeah, he looks good. Um, And then I just, I mean, obviously, I mean, look, I grabbed it at plus four and a half. So, I mean, it's down to four, but. Yeah, I, the, the, I, it's three and a half some spots. I found a three and a half today and was like, I genuinely wonder because you told me you're betting it. And I was like, did Rob move this number? Did Rob? <laughs> I, I just, I mean, look, I mean, look, obviously we all see the 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 things going on with um Ime Yudoka. And I, I just think the Celtics are coming off of just a rough situation. So, mm-hmm. and I, I just think the, the Sixers to me, they had such a disappointing exit. I wanted to grab that right away because I knew the word. I knew, I knew the number was going down. Have you bet the Steph Curry prop yet? I haven't. I need to. I want. I want to know what the max would be for you on that step on Steph Curry to lead the league in three pointers. I need to know this at some book. You need to. You need to find somebody out there that's got that's got the prop sheet up in Vegas, and I want to know what that what they'll let you get down on Steph minus one seventy or minus one eighty to lead the league in threes. We gave it I'm, out. I'm gonna find out. I'm, I'm gonna find out this week. All right. All right. That's Raheem Palmer. I mean, there's, there's certain there's certain books will only take five hundred on the NFL side for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rough life for you winning so much money that you're getting limited. That's Raheem Palmer of the ringer gambling show. You can check him throughout the week. He's on the Thursday episode, which you can listen to right now uh, as this pop will be up at the same time as that one. Uh, he's throughout the week. He's on the East coast bias show, which I love with JJ Johnson, Skemsky and house. I love all of the, the, the shows. I listen to the ringer gambling show every single time they put out a podcast. It's phenomenal stuff. We miss you here, Ra. We we are so happy for your success from everybody at Action. Uh, we may have you on soon. Brandon's Brandon's already like, so when can we get Ron? Like immediately, he's already missing the reunion. I got I got I got to bring you guys on the ringer too. I, like yeah. I, I miss you guys too. 
All right, guys, thanks for joining us so much. Make sure to download the award-winning Action Network app. Give us those five-star reviews. NBA season is here. Starts in less than three weeks. We've got like two and a half weeks, and then we're going to have actual NBA games to bet on. Make sure to check it all out on the Action Network app. Until next time, I'm Matt Moore. Let's get buckets. <laughs>